Origin Clear is a company that focuses on wastewater treatment. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the Water's New Gold CEO Briefing. Our mission is to transform the water industry. Decentralization offers us this opportunity. The plan that you've built here is super impressive. The world is experiencing a crisis in regards to water. It's a great opportunity that you are giving us investors. The decentralization of water treatment means that we no longer need to establish giant water treatment plants. Let them fight over the 20%. Let's work with the 80% that's untreated. Over 21,000 unique alternative investments. Three million jobs in the U.S. alone. Making it easy for the regular investor. All the old trends just accelerated. Lucrative and fulfilling. The vision I've got is to standardize these products. Design, build, own, and operate. We have 65 people in the room. We got an important message to share to the world. We can put a guy on the moon, but our water is horrible. Recycling all that water, it's a huge impact for the environment. Bringing new infrastructure in drive growth in America. That's a critical part of the picture. It's a twin 125 gallon per minute RO system. I don't think we're talking about a $10 million fund. We're talking about a series of $10 million. Yeah, the opportunity itself is very big. To live, yes. Take care of the water. Not too many CEOs do a weekly briefing and are willing to talk to individual investors. And welcome everyone to another CEO briefing. As you notice, there's no green screen behind me for a very, very special reason. You're seeing it as it is on my office. Uh, but what's going on here is that we are in the middle of some a series of multi-day meetings to work out exactly where water on demand is going. It's super exciting. I'm going to quickly run through. Um, we have a video, which I'm going to run some excerpts, which is the sustainability champions podcast, which was wonderful. And I want to thank my brother, Stephen for doing a wonderful job here of editing it down to where it was actually, you know, you could actually live through it because a full hour of this, well, you had to be dedicated. So um, thank you to Stephen for that. So with that, I'm going to flip over to the, um, I'm just gonna share screen quickly to do the regular stuff, as you know, where we talk about, you know, the things we don't, we're not supposed to say and all that good stuff. So let me take care of that really fast. And uh, it's not taking care of it, of water. I'm not gonna talk about other things. I'm talking about water here. So how do we rescue water? We let the regular people of the world invest in water. And this will ultimately mean, this is something I'm gonna tell you today, here and now, it will ultimately mean also the unaccredited investor, not just accredited investors, thank God, because it pains me to have to tell people that they cannot invest in Origin Clear directly. That will come. But you know, as an asset, water is, you know, virtually untouched. This is the very first time people can invest in water. And it is also the, um, because it hasn't been invested in, it hasn't started to run. The gold is above 2000, oil, this, that, and everything, it's all gone up. How do you get in? Well, you don't get into those anymore, but water is at the beginning of its run and we believe we have the key to it. Okay, so with having said that a little bit, um, I'm gonna just tell you that we always tell you what we think is gonna happen as best we can, and we always correct it. Uh, obviously, what actually happens could differ materially. Okay, 
I always like to tell you the current capital status. We are inching closer to that million dollars. Lord have mercy. Uh, we were at 982. 982,100 last week. Now we're 994,600 uh, inching away. We have a couple more investments and we will have finally hit that million dollars. So, which is a milestone, an important milestone for us. So um, good work is done by the corporate development team headed by Ken Berenger. All right. So with that, I'm now going to go to the Sustainability Champions podcast. Did you know... Americans drink more than 1 billion glasses of tap water per day. That's a lot of tap water. And that's just tap water. I was thinking about this. That's not bottled water. That's specifically tap water. And as water scarcity continues because of climate change and our constantly changing well, climate and where water is moving to and from, this can pose some really big challenges to our water supply in the future. And that is exactly why I'm speaking today with sustainability champion Riggs Eckleberry, who is the president and CEO of Origin Clear. Well, we were in the middle of this cool thing recording me. Yeah. What the heck? Let's do a live thing. Yep, I agree. Why not? We're all here. Just to explain what just happened is I lost Zoom. My Zoom crashed. Uh, and so we had this separate cool thing set up with my good friends right here. You know, so you know what? Instagram, who cares? Who cares? Right? Let's go. <laughs> We're going to show you next time because it was actually a very, very, very interesting interview. piece. Yeah, All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I, I think I'm good too. So, <laughs> That's the wrong person. Sorry, you're right. That's the wrong, that's the wrong person. All right. Well, just to um, introduce everyone, and uh, I've got Josh Summers here, who's our VP Marketing. Thank Say hi nice to, have you. to um, Thank you. the many people on board. Yep. Andrea D'Agostini, hi guys, President, Chief Strategic Officer. Over here, Ken Berenger, Executive Vice President and Co-Founder, Co-Creator of Water on Demand. And what we've been doing here today in our home here is uh, discussing the, 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 the thing, mm -hmm. the thing that is happening that is so exciting that's going forward here, which is water on demand coming into its own. Yeah. Now, I can't discuss specifically what we're doing about it because that would be getting way ahead of ourselves. But suffice it to say this, we're making it possible to really accelerate the capitalization <laughs> of what we believe is going to ultimately save Water, yeah. as we know it. Yeah. Why? Because industrial agricultural water treatment is 87% of all water. Yeah. And it's being trashed. And mm -hmm. uh, the quality is going down. And you know, um, there's a very interesting clip that I, I, sh that I um, probably show next, next week where this person was, was reporting on the fact that uh, a child had lost her life through lack of water in Ukraine last week. Wow. And we kind of accept that it happens in Africa, but that it happened in Europe mm. was shocking to that person. Mm -hmm. I would say that if you are shocked that people are having poor water in, in the first world, <clears throat> you're probably living in a bubble because water quality is bad mm. in a lot of places. Yeah, totally. Uh, Riggs, so we, we are uh, in a meeting and before Riggs was saying, uh, uh, how many of you are drinking water from the, like tap water? 
Oh, you, you were okay. We were, on the, on we the were outside. Uh, who, who's drinking tap water? And it's like, no, no one. No one. It's because no one. we kind of became accustomed to the idea that that water is not good, right? Yeah. It became normal, right? That the water is it's not good. And I think that Rick sometimes, you know, when, he, when we do our meeting, he brings to our attention the fact that um, it's just not publicized, not communicated, but the water infrastructure in our country is not doing well, like, at all. So uh, I would say the water is the, in my personal opinion, is probably one of the last, if not the only, uh, asset asset class that is still uh, not owned, is still available for people to invest into and to and to create into. And I think it's a, it's the right time to jump in because that infrastructure is going down. Like if you are if you live in Compton you know that uh, the water comes brown out of your faucet, and it's a fact, you know? Yeah. So it's coming down. And imagine if the water's terrible here, what it looks like in other countries. Oh, God. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Well, we Ken, know. Why, why assets? Why, are we, why does everybody need to worry about assets? Because we're always one invasion away from total chaos in the financial markets. <laughs> you mean other than that? Right. <laughs> other than that. Um, well, we can get into the- How is the dollar doing? Last time I checked, which was about five minutes ago, really, really poorly. Okay. okay. So we have a situation where um, currency is a bad thing to own. You should have, you should have money in your safe, of course. There right? used to be a cash is king thing, but it's like, right. is it really? So, yeah, you know, you should own gold, etc. But the problem is, of course, gold is over $2,000. Right. It's heading maybe to 10000 who knows, mm -hmm. um, etc. So if, if you're trying to get into these assets now, you're kind of behind. Isn't the, isn't the question, what asset can I get involved in that hasn't already, isn't already at an all-time high? Well, let's think about it. Not oil. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, the stock market is probably on a, is going to drop or whatever, whatever's right. happening. Seven there. interest rate hikes is uh, what they're predicting. So that's a problem. Okay. Um, we think that residential real estate is interesting, but that's already boomed. You know, yeah. you, were, you were talking about getting a place here in Florida, and I was thinking privately, uh, Ken is going to be buying at the top of the market yeah. in Florida. Oh, I didn't say today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for after the bubble. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, Which will be like next week. <laughs> <laughs> residential real estate is good, but it's, but it's already popped. Yes, absolutely. Um, office real estate is in trouble and not, and not getting better. And it's a, so, so as an asset class, that's a cash flow issue. Right. Right. You can buy... Um, you could buy a piece of commercial realty, and there's a lot, I've, I've spoken to a lot of larger asset investors that are in large commercial real estate um, assets. They're not worried that it's going away. In fact, if the dollar continues to, you know, get obliterated, they know that real estate, in terms of its it, its sell sell price down the market, value. will be fine. Yeah. But they've got dead money until whenever commercial real estate figures out how to get. Yeah. Rent rolls and cash flows going again. Now, is that two years, three years, five years? The, the consensus I'm hearing from people that are smarter about this stuff than me, because I'm not an expert, is they think it's four or five years. Well, so 2026. Well, there's going to be, I believe, we know there's a permanent change in behavior. So, you know, maybe condo conversions of a lot of office buildings, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, strip malls being turned into, I don't know what. But, um, you know, big Zoom rooms. Uh, you know what they're doing now? <laughs> uh, shopping malls. Big shopping malls, you know, multi-million square foot things that are all boarded up. So they're turning it into casinos. Wow. Um, they, it's the only way they can monetize. The you square footage. Millions and millions of square feet. And every other store is closed. I went through a, a, a local mall by me. 
um, Westmoreland Mall. And it's this massive thing and they were dead. They opened up a casino, they're doing great. So they figured it out. What are you gonna do with multi-million square feet of, 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 of retail space? You turn it into, or you, you incorporate it. If casino. you're on in the Indian lands. No, this is, this is regular. Oh, in Pennsylvania, they allow gambling. It was, a, no, it was, it was quite a battle. It was a pitched battle. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but it, but it happened. So what you said was with the condo conversions, um, with finding ways of making that office space um, cash flow positive again, that's a process that's gonna take a couple of years. A lot of people don't have five years of no cash flow on, these are not small investments. These are 10, 20, 50, 100 million dollar um, assets that they're kind of landlocked in, and that's got people nervous. Mm. So the question is, what asset can I buy that isn't already topped out, that's, let's see, being monetized for the first time in human history, oh, and it's, by the way, is responsible for all life on Earth. But how come, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's an investable asset? Okay, um, if I understand your question, how come? It's because we've created a individual financial instrument that allows an everyday accredited investor to be a direct investor the way they have in energy. Sure, but prior to that, of course, was the abdication by government of its responsibility oh, absolutely. for treating yeah. water. Oh, okay, so what led to, so what, what was this holy cow moment? Right. Right. Um, when, when you, you often describe it, in, and I, I think it's best when we describe it to the audience in very colloquial terms, it's um, you have pollution being basically being emitted at the point of pollution. So whether it's a manufacturing plant, a farm, whatever, that flows downstream. Local utilities, city-based utilities are ill-equipped to deal with that type of effluent. Mm -hmm. they're, they're dealing with what goes down our, our drains or toilets or whatever, and that's it. So what happens is the cities beg the, the state for money. They can't get the money, so you get brown water in Compton. And Government. they said, well guys, this is, we're not, this isn't a surprise, we've been, we've been begging you for money. Yeah, it's for not able years. to sustain at a demand. So the, the abdication of responsibility, as, as Riggs put it, all comes back down to what? It's the money, stupid. Government at its finest. Okay, which creates the opportunity we're talking about. Mm. In other words, now, business is gonna have to take care of itself. Uh, where there is good service, Rates are very high and rising, and we have that problem. For example, that wonderful case study of the Russian River Brewery in Sonoma County, which found itself with skyrocketing water rates, mm. and they were expanding, and one of our uh, friendly competitors, Cambrian Innovation, went to them and said, you can have a system, no money up front. And they were like, okay. And not only that, even more important in a way, was that Cambrian was gonna do all the maintenance so they didn't have to have a water expert in the brewery. On board. Because all of a sudden, you're now taking responsibility for water treatment, but you're not in the water business, right. and you don't want to hire a water expert. Right. There's a scarcity of those as it is. Yeah. And so, by having this complete problem taken off my hands, I'm like, okay, I can focus on my beer. And that is turning into a movement. This is why we saw in the early, Ken and I saw in early 2020, $47 million worth of business lined up of people who needed systems, but it wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. They knew they needed to do it, they were stuck with it, they had to do it, and yet it wasn't happening. And we figured out after a few months, as you said, money, it's the money stupid, right? We provide the money, it loosens it up, and it goes. Uh, last week, you and I called uh, one of my longtime friends yep. from back in the day um, when we were actually working in the fracking space, and it was like old home week. Right. And then he, he explained what we wanted him to do for us, which was to 
uh, help us, you know, run these systems. And he said, yeah, I actually have a golf course. <laughs> that you got, yeah, right. needs, right. The only thing stopping them is the money. Right. Will you handle it? I'm like, okay. A <laughs> little more backstory on that. Um, so what, what this company has been doing for the audience's sake, they've been doing the, 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 the business part that we want to incorporate right away is the operations and maintenance for three decades. Okay. Yeah. Both a local, national, and international footprint. What was really fascinating, and I listened on this thing, and I'm going to continue to hound him. You need to do that more. <laughs> you need to do that more. It was a clinic. It was a perfect example of what the typical water company is experiencing, and they've had nobody to talk. Like it, it's like a it's like it's a bunch of guys in a room all complaining about the same problem, right? But no one's really fixing it, right? So he he was basically saying, you know, to give you an idea about sales cycle. Uh, and, and why Water On Demand became like a, like a lightning bolt moment. What did he say? I've been working on this golf course for 10 years. Wow. It was just about to close. They were self-financing and it fell apart. And they said to him, they said to him well, we're going to wait a couple of years. So you're talking a 14-year sales cycle. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, if we could get the money angle different, uh, solved, they would close in a minute. And there's a couple dozen behind it. Or golf courses. Wow. Right. Right. Wow. Then he mentions, you have that wonderful HDPE stuff. High density polyethylene. Sorry. <laughs> high density polyethylene. Sorry, Dan. Um, high den yeah, that wonderful HDPE high density polyethylene stuff. You know, we would really be interested. Could, could, we, could we use that? In, in, Modular water. In, and we were like, um, yeah, let me think about that. Uh, sure. sure. You want to license our stuff? Right. <laughs> So what, what, it, what it displayed to me is Riggs and I have been, you know, back in the lab, get mixing, mixing chemicals going, you know, like this. And, and we've, we've come up with this. It's finally taken, you know, with, with the help of you and with the help of Andrea, we now can do what we need to do and have other folks help us organize all this thing. But that phone call being, you know, kind of talking to a guy in the industry, the need and the desire, there was no, there was no skepticism. DBOO, sure, we'll do the DBOO for you. If you can design, bring, build, build, own, operate. operate. We've only done that 50 times. I, thought, I figured the audience knew that. Um, so anyway, um, it's gonna, I'm going to be the straight man next week. Okay, thank you. All right, okay. Um, so the point I was making was that it was blatant and obvious that this is a this is just a, a, a small example of the of the need out there. The demand, yeah. For wait a minute, you got money? You could you could actually fund so this guy that's stuck in the mud, right? If we had this financing capability, what, a year and a half ago? We had another forty million dollars in business could have been done like that, right? So and we're one tiny, you know, at PWS and MWS and PWT are one tiny little company in, a, in, a, in an ocean, you know, pardon the water pun, uh, of these water companies that represent hundreds of billions of dollars of business across the country. If this is one example of the desire to have money solving pipeline problems, the, the, the total market on this thing is enormous. It's, enormous. it's just, it's stunning. Enormous. So what this validated for us was our decision to do two things. First of all, to delegate the um, building and maintenance of these systems, mm -hmm. number one. And number two, to look to those companies for deal flow. Yeah. 
Which, in fact, Josh, you don't have a job anymore. Jesus. <laughs> Dang like, it, already. Hey. You know? God, I just Thanks got here. <laughs> but the truth is, is that through these channel relationships, um, we're going we're, we're gonna to be able to scale because yeah. now we're operating as a finance operation. Now, is that easy? No. Why? Because we have to do contract management, project management, contract you enforcement. Yeah. We have to make sure that, that, let's say that, Josh, you're the water company and Ken, you're the client. We're in the middle. We have a contract with both. Well, if you screw up, then I, I still have a contract and I've got a real problem. Yeah. So making sure that you work and probably there's redundancy so that Andrea is behind you in case you screw up. All these things have to be done by us at Command Central. Yeah. But that still allows us to go in parallel operation. We have multiple projects and a lot of clients coming to us through these water companies. And here's the final thing that I realized. This is our supercharger network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Tesla. Right now, Tesla's supercharger network is very hard for competitors to overcome. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, maybe we'll put chargers at gas stations. And they're still talking about it. Yeah. Right? Tesla just did it. Yep. We're doing the same thing. So we're putting in place this uh, network of water companies that know how to do operation maintenance, right. O&M, in other words, that know, know how to do the continuing work. And once we've got them, it's going to be hard for others to break in. Right. It's going to create a club. And, and so this is really the, it's club, we're going to rename it Club Water. Club Water? No, forget water on the mat. It's club water. Okay. Well, well, not club mat. If you're going to say it right, it's club water. Water. Club water. Water. Yeah, there you Um, go. But the the process that Riggs described, because you're not reliant on... So the world is your manufacturer. Yeah. The world is your sales rep. The world is your uh, consulting engineer. Yeah. You've got the entire world pitching on your behalf. Why? Because this guy gets to accelerate my sales cycle from two months to from two years to two months. Yeah, that is stunningly scalable, right? So, at the, end, so while, the, at the end of the day, it's about production, right? Getting this, getting stuff in there. Well, here's the thing. So we 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 wanted to grow through acquisition at one point because we felt that was a way to to get really good solid growth. But then when you when you think about the money required to buy a company that's turning at a five or six percent margin, you go, oh my god you know, $100 million and I get to do $100, $100 million in revenue or, you know, $10 million I get to do $100 million in revenue, whatever the heck it is, but I'm making two or three, four, five million dollars a year. It's really not a very good use of money. That same $100 million put into capability to let the world be your main. I could, instead of buying that company, I could actually, I could actually contract with 50 just like it for the same yeah. amount of capital. Which means that, that we don't have to acquire companies, right. which makes our life easier now. If I may, I'm going to tell my, my Il Fornaio story. Sure. Okay, which is the early 90s. I was actually, my brother Stephen was busy helping me get into the film industry. And right, that, that's was, a great story. I, I was, you know, very excited. And I met um, at Il Fornaio on La Brea, I think near, near a fountain. Um, and I met meet with this lady and, and I'm saying, okay, so how can I break in? How, what can I do? And she goes, it's really impossible. It's super hard. You know, it's going to take you forever. Nobody wants it. It's pretty hard. I said, well, what if I brought the money? He goes, you got anything you want. It's all good. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. It's the money, stupid, right? right. Lesson so, learned. So that, and it, it's funny because in this, in this one call, this was a perfect, to me, it was a perfect reality. It was perfect. It was a validation, and it was a reality check at just how 
obvious the need is out there. It was a seamless, comfortable, congenial conversation. He was thrilled. And he said, you know, I got this deal. It's three and a half million dollars. You want it? You want to finance it? Sure. And here's the cool thing. We don't have, as we accumulate capital, we can leverage that capital. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do one for one, right? There's ways to, to make your capital um, be leveraged, right? Yeah. Uh, through the magic of fi the finance world. And so now we get into multiplication of, of capital and this further stretches or, or the uh, capabilities that our investors are giving us. Yeah. I and, wonder. And today, it was like it was this like a summit, which is which gets us uh, all together, uh, with also with my sourdough bread, the, 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 which all is three amazing, so like all three so eight, like Italians, right. yeah. Right. So, right. so it was amazing, and then Manuel was here, and Dustin was here, and tomorrow we're going to continue because uh, like Rick's assembled uh, a team. Now the the team is probably I would say one of the best products that will accomplish the mission. You need to have the right crew to, to, so was the team. to drive the ship, so was right? The team. Yep. So I, I think it was very special and uh, we wanted to be all together to... to no, Actually to be together. Actually be Actually. together. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and in fairness, I think we accomplished more in three hours than we could have in three months because every, I got to take a phone call. I got to talk to so-and-so. Yeah. So the, the, yeah. the group is never locked in, you know, all right, lock them in a room. And make sure that, you know, in three hours, it, it's worked. And we did, right? Yeah. We, we worked it out. Special. Um, and One I'm person worried. fewer walked out, but, you know, that's, you know, that's not good. Right. Well, <laughs> he should have listened. Um, <laughs> he shouldn't have ate the bread. All right. Thank you. Right. Um, I wonder if the leverage of that capital, the, it's a magnification, really. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a, a function in that magnification strategy that could actually potentially even create greater rewards in terms of um, pay streams. Well, here's exactly. Let's take a look at a See? water on demand oh, wow. subsidiary. A water on demand subsidiary has, let's say, 10 investors, 100,000 each million dollars. Right. Keep it simple. All right, now they get 25% on that investment of a million dollars, which let's say over time, just to keep it simple, it's $100,000 split 10 ways. So you should get $10,000 in royalties. But now we leverage it into ten million dollars. They get ten times as much royalty because we've because created still ten times isn't as it? much. Right, it's the same okay. subsidiary. We've created ten times as much net profits. Correct. Out of the same original stake. Right. So even so, even the model, even this model that we're working with, could be incredibly modest in, 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 when when once applied to a real world with the, with the with the delights of, of banking. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now you have to hedge your bets, right? When you do that kind of stuff, you then have to, you know, you have to like buy, you know, um, contra contra positions, and all. you have to make, you know, you know like, there's ways to securitize. Absolutely, that. right? You, you, you buy counter positions, etc., and you make sure it's all okay, and you know, there's insurance products to buy, there's all kinds of interesting. Like things airlines buy oil, uh, uh, fuel futures, oil futures. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when so it, it would be this, you know, in a, in, a, in a bad market, if they go along a bunch of fuel. We could do the same thing with similar instruments with the equipment being securitized, right? Exactly. Very exciting stuff. So, so all that good stuff is really interesting, but it means that um, we're going to have to add a lot of sophistication mm -hmm. to our operation. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Manuel, of course, is brilliant, but he's really um, kind of like the boy with the finger in the dike. He's like, already he's overloaded. 
and he's not even full time. So that is something that which is why we need, we we are continuing to not only put capital to work, but also use some of that capital to build the capabilities that we need to put in the systems, software, the sensory networks, the network operation centers, yeah. all those things. At the end of the day, where are we 10 years from now? Right? It's an interesting thought exercise. Where mm -hmm. are we 10 years from now? Okay. Well, assuming that we've, we've reached our goals which are, let's say, let's say that, that we, we raised the $300 million we're talking about, which is in progress, half of which goes to water on demand, which is then leveraged in some magical way. Mm -hmm. Now you've got half. So we're t are we talking five to one leverage, 10 to one? We're talking about half a billion dollars ultimately. Sure. Let's say. You're working with half a billion dollars, which is throwing off a ton of cash. Well, even right? at the 10 to one model, and by the way, the, the 10 to one model that you, you were talking about, that's a little on the modest side, but let's just say you're right. Um, you said $5 billion? Half a billion. Half a billion. That means it throw off about five billion dollars. Right. So, and then out of that, what it throws off, twenty-five percent goes to the investors. Right. Not a bad outcome. Well, it's a billion and a quarter if my math is right. Well, that's that's why you have the the math the money job. You're quick at math. Carry the one. Right. I remember once I made I made the, did a big announcement and it turned out I had made a math mistake. <laughs> and my, my backers went well. You weren't hired for your money skills. Uh, <laughs> good, good presentation, but yeah, let's stick to a calculator. Right? Um, That's why we have a good CFO. The, so we are, we are actually, it's um, 40 minutes in. Think about that one second, though. I want to I focus, because again, right away, the gears turn with the money. A half a billion dollars of actual um, investable, capital. investable capital could create just to the investors one and a quarter billion. Over time. Over time. It's amazing. And, of course, currently we give these investors stock, which they will not have in the future. In the future, once there's an established program, they'll just get the royalties, and that's lots of money. 25% mm -hmm. yeah. of that profit is very good. Wait, yeah. if, you, if you ask an MLP investor. Master Limited you, Partnership. Master. Okay. Master Limited Partnership. Thank you. Um, if you ask that investor if he expected stock in Shell, you know, because they were drilling for Shell or they were drilling for, for BP. If he was expecting stock in the, of course not. I did this to make sure that my million dollars is still a million dollars in 10 years, that I'm, 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 I'm buoyed against inflation. That really is the expectation for an inflation hedging asset, right? Um, the fact that we're doing this now, to the extent that we're doing, we're providing real, um, kind of that exciting, um, what was the word we were using before? Real founder mm -hmm. type yeah. of potential leverage. Um, it's, it's a window that is, you know, it's short. And, but I think, you know, I think, the people, I think the people that get it require very little explanation. Okay. Well, I'd like to tell our friends tonight that Ken here has a briefing for you that will blow your mind. And if you haven't had it already, you need to get it because he is going to impart stuff that is still, you know, not material, non-public non information, because we don't do that, but still it's not the kind of stuff that we broadcast widely. It is a confidential um, briefing. And On possibilities. It, totally. He, he's very good at disclaiming. I, I trust him implicitly in that, in that respect. But it's very important to have a little bit more time spent on it. And as an Origin Clear investor, and unfortunately, you need to be accredited right now to participate. We hope that will change. Um, 
you, you definitely you need to put oc.gold slash call slash Ken. Class, slash Ken. Yep. oc.gold slash Ken in your browser. Schedule a call with Ken, and it's going to be a very rewarding discussion, I'm quite sure. With that, I wanted to thank you for joining us. It was interesting, this little crash that we had, but it's a good thing that we had a fallback that's really cool. It, you know what? It's a good thing we were all sitting on your couch when it happened. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and we had a full like crew ready to go. Cameras and lightning. <laughs> if, there weren't, if there weren't the four of us plus an entire camera crew in the room, we would have been, really been a problem. I would have been like, restart computer. Yeah. Like, anyway. So with that, thank you all. And thank you pleasure. for joining us. It's been good a great night. pleasure having you tonight. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And next week, you'll see that Sustainability Live podcast, but there'll also be more. I've got some interesting stuff to show you that you will enjoy. Join me next week. Good night. Good night, guys. <laughs>